you're about to go off the grid with Tony on the Dr. Brace's Network. Stay tuned. Yo, what it is, people? It's your boy Tony coming back to you with another Off the Grid podcast right here on the Dr. Brace's Network. Appreciate y'all for listening, man. Appreciate y'all for coming through. You can find this podcast just about anywhere that podcasts are, are being displayed. Just search Dr. Racing Network, search, search the Off the Grid Podcast, subscribe, play it there, or you just go to drracing.com and play all of them while you're sitting on the page. But you have to stay on the page while it plays. So, or you can download it to your to your device or whatever. How you want to do it that way? Um. If you want to leave us feedback, I'm welcoming anything that you'd like to send via email, off the grid at drbraces.com, via phone, 601-884-0125, again, that's 601-884-0125, via comments on the page, via feedback on any um, rating system, be it Stitcher, be it um, iTunes, you can do it that way, um, be it financially, uh, via our Patreon, patreon.com slash drabrasive. For a dollar a month, you can get in there, you can help us out, give the show a little bit of, a little change there. Um, you do $3 or more, shout you out each and every show that we post um, with the names Teddy Funk, MJ, and my brother Trail. You do ten dollars or more, you get a couple. You get the same deal, a couple more perks. You get access to certain pages on the site that other people don't get. Certain things in the inbox from time to time, and maybe we'll send something to your mailbox when we get you know so happy and decide want to you know purchase some some good stuff. Those are all the ways you can support the show, or you can you know go in and find out what we're doing. Uh, we post videos on our YouTube channel, but most of them end up on the page. So if you go to the page, you can find the videos there. And that way you don't have to subscribe to the YouTube channel unless you just feel like that's something you want to do. Um, if you go to our feedback central at, at drrace.com, you'll see all this communication information there. Um, you go to the crew page, you'll see everybody's on the show. And I believe it has their social media tags there. I can't remember because I had to update the page and it may not be there anymore. But um, you can follow me on the good old uh, Twitter at Lonzo Harris Jr. And um, the page is Dr. Bracive, Dr. Underscore Bracive on Instagram and, of course, Dr. Bracive on Snapchat. So those are the places you can pick us up, follow us, see what's going on. You can interact with me there, but I usually don't read those communications on the show because there's so much going on. Um, even though I don't get as many comments there, you no, know, excuse me, about the show. So, you know, it's still just a little bit more time consuming to go and pull those out and find out which ones came when. So if you want to leave a specific comment about the show that will get addressed on the show, please make sure you use those other channels. And, I mean, um, email, voicemail, comments. We'll definitely do that. Well, this show, I'm back after a week, surprisingly. Not surprisingly for you. Surprisingly for me because, you know, I thought I had tapped out some content. But I, you know, watched a little bit more TV this week. And I got back into my groove. So, you know, I got some shows that I watch. And I got, um, damn, I, oh, yeah, I got some shows that I watch. And then I got uh, a couple, um, 
What I, I, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Mind drawing a blank right now. <laughs> and I got a couple, oh, got a movie that I checked out. And then I'm going to try to slide in a couple reviews for some end of season shows that I may have not talked about. So we're going to jump right on into this thing after this break. And I'll be back. Appreciate y'all for listening. Tonight, I am your shaman. Do you just want to go back to your place? I was thinking I was just going to hang back and kick it with since I can dive tonight. Because that's cool with you. No problem. Houston, she's got a problem. Hold his hand? You cannot just be running up and grabbing black dude's hands. Why is that such a big deal? The last time a black man trusted somebody to take his hand, we all ended up on shifts. Gronish is all new. Wednesday at 8 on Freeform. Yeah, y'all, I am back, I am back. Let's get to this entertainment, dog. I started out, let's start out with, um, oh, they didn't have anything on this one. So I guess I'm not going to talk about this one. Uh, well, I did watch, I watched Love Hip Hop. I'm caught up on Love Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, psh, Jock is about to be in the world of shit. <laughs> oh, man, he was going so good for the fella. You know, he came to, he said, you know, he did with the, I'm about to propose to my lady. And now it's starting to come out that he might be into some shenanigans with the girls that are working at the shop. <sighs> so, there's that, man. It's like every time you take a couple steps forward, man, you know, going backward just a little bit. Uh, let's see. Kirk, let's, see. let's go to these characters. Rashida, Kirk. Um, they still doing this situation. Hey, um, it was well, Rashida revealed a while back that she cheated on Kirk um, early in their relationship. And... I mean, while I don't want to compare apples and oranges of cheating uh, of the cheating Olympics, uh, I think that has a lot to do with her, her temperament about how dealing with this. I mean, I know part of it is they dealing with it in the public and on a TV show, and it probably wasn't that way with hers. But I think that has a lot to do with her temperament and the way she handling this situation, and the way she said it, and the way Kurt looked, it could have been bad. But you know, whatever. Mimi, Mimi's girl is uh, Mimi old lady's back. Um, her and Stevie getting into it again, and you know Mimi having to go down and check uh, Stevie all the time about uh, how he at. And Stevie is just such a goddamn sleazeball that he don't give a fuck, man. He say shit and make it seem like, but I had the best intentions at heart. But he said in a way to make you want to slap a motherfucker, not necessarily slap him, just slap anybody. Just this nigga, I can't believe this nigga just said this shit to me. So, I think the, at the crux of the whole argument was Mimi's uh, girlfriend posted a picture with uh, Mimi and Stevie's daughter on Instagram. And Stevie commented, y'all should adopt. And, and, you know, they took it as Stevie was saying, get your own family. And he came back like, no, I'm just saying y'all cute, man. Y'all should get y'all own. You know, y'all should adopt y'all own kid. But either way, look at it. There's no way. To say that and it don't look like you being, you know, a dick. Um, but yeah, Mimi, Mimi and Stevie had the little outs. And, you know, Mimi gets to play the, the ambassador of the show a lot. But every now and then they got to throw her in some kind of little situation. But she tried to be the bigger person than all the other beasts that are going on with everybody else. Her she to kind of get that, get that torch a little bit. Um, they they trot them around to be the more high ground of things, but you be looking like, mmm. It's just the only thing. 
Rashida is kind of like niggas on social media who did all they dirt before social media existed. Now they out here judging kids. And I ain't saying she a bad person. I'm just saying her shit wasn't done under the scope and lights of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta to the point that where it's documented. Like, even if she came out and said what happens in her shit, there's no documentation of it. So she could downplay it as much as she want or she could hype it up as much as she want. But, like, the situation with Kirk and old Girl Jasmine, we see that shit right in front of us, dog. Um, Spice, she had her, 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 you know, her moment in the sun when they went down to Trinidad. So she kind of been, you know, just chilling out for a little bit. I think in this next episode, next week, she's going to have a little deal that she's going to have going off. Because Spice is, Spice has gotten the, um, she's got the reputation to be the, the, you know, like the person that's not in the middle of the beef, but really to start throwing hands or shoes first. Like, it shouldn't even be involved in the shit. Two people can be arguing. The person she came with could be anything. And they just be ramping the shit up. And then Spice ready to throw blows before everybody else. And it got to the point that people see that shit. It's just hilarious. Um, <laughs> the guy Scrap, man, he, he get to the point, and He didn't have his little thing. You know, he had his little arc so far where, you know, he had Moniz getting mad at him. He had old girl on, what's the name? Uh, I can't think of the chick name. Try to get mad at him, put hands on that nigga before he's supposed to get released for good. And, you know, he's just bouncing around. So now he's trying to do the thing where he's trying to shoot a shot at Sierra. And it's pretty funny, man, because, man, you know at the end of the day, man, none of these people are good people, man. But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So he's trying to shoot a shot at Sierra. And we're going to see how that's going to play out in the end. Um, I know she didn't show up for that little that little um, event that, um, which would have been which would have been mad wild because uh, Akbar came. So Akbar and Sierra had a little spat not too long ago. So Sierra didn't show up to the event that Shakana was having for um, with Kurt and Rashida there. So, but tch, scrap cool with Akbar, and that's the crazy thing about it, man. All these people like they cool with two people that are beefing. And they'll be like, why don't you just show up, you know, and then y'all just squash the beef, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, man, let me tell you something. This is funny because you know it's all for TV. And I'm speaking from the experience of somebody who had been in between multiple people that didn't like each other. Never have I ever decided that, you know what, I'm going to invite both of these motherfuckers or all the parties involved to one location just so they can be the big, no, man. Because when you're in the middle of shit, you know how bad that shit is. You don't have to speak on it, but you know how bad it is. And that's the thing these people out here trying to perpetuate is like, oh, no, no, I don't get between me and my friends. Yeah, exactly. Not getting between them meaning you don't speak on the shit. When they start talking about the drum, you're like, let's change the subject, dog. Let's just get off the subject. You know, they be like, nah, y'all should talk. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Some random characters in here that we saw Akbar came up in there. She had a problem with Shakana. Shakana was mediating the little thing. And apparently Shakana um, used to mess around with this dude that got Akbar pregnant. So, you know, well, got a kid with Akbar. And now uh, here she is in this motherfucker. So that about to blow up next week. Um, who else we got? Pooh. What can I say about Pooh? Pooh is hilarious. Pooh. Hey, Pooh, Pooh working them cheeks when he's a chin dad, though. But uh, Pooh and her and old dude Hiram, man, they out there, um, 
you know, being letting a freak flag fly out here, and um, that's the main reason why they've been right here because of that. And you know what, low key, I believe whatever they said happened, it happened. May not to the to the extent that Pooh was putting out there, but I believe that little that little freak session happened. It was just supposed to be a situation where nobody gonna talk. Uh, Call a radio, who I'll get to in a minute. You start signing, make people sign NDAs. You on the TV show, you know what's gonna happen. Make these niggas sign NDAs. Shit, what the fuck? Come on now. You know better. Um, and um, with Jock, tomorrow he gonna perform to, uh, to Kendra, his baby mamas and his ex wife, man. I mean, his. He called him baby mama. His ex girlfriend, his ex wife, man, they finna start some, some trouble. Especially Cena because she went straight to Chicago with it. And what did she go to Chicago with it? She went to somebody with it. No, she went to Carly Red with it. Oh, yeah, that's who she went to with. So let's get to Carly Red. Okay. I don't wish nothing bad on anybody. That is the preference to what I'm about to say. I don't ever wish bad on anybody. I'm not like you get what you deserve because you're a terrible person. However, Carter Red is always in the middle of somebody else's business because she lives by this code. If I know something, I got to tell it. And by me telling it is me telling the truth. And me not telling it is me lying. That is, it's a lot of people, trust me, we see it all the time. There are a lot of people who live by this code. I don't live by the code. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? To people that live by this code, especially if you, let's say, you're Greek. Or you're a member of any, any, I say Greek to throw out as a member of organization, but you're a member of anything that's not publicly known. If that's the way you live, how do you remember? Or how do you participate in those social circles? Because, like, being Greek, like there's certain things that you that isn't publicly known, and you're not required, and you're discouraged from sharing this information, right? So if you understand that simple concept about life, why can't you understand it about other shit? You know what I'm saying? Like just because you know something, don't mean you got to spill the beans every motherfucking time. Like, and I say this, okay. Okay, so Color Red is going off on this dude. Now, she making it, and out again, the way they paint this is, is that the dude, I can't remember his name, is basically abusive toward Carly because he want to have curfew, this and the other. But, that ain't the way it played out on camera because he was kind of like being cool and shit in the beginning. And then Carly went off on him when she found out he, you know, went out to find out if he had a baby or not. She ran for him for not even telling her that there was a, that there was a possibility that it could be a kid. And dude was like, I don't even fucking know if the kid is mine. So why would I tell you? You know, because, you know, Tom said, the baby ain't mine. What the fuck I'm talking about? It? But, you know, she went off on that shit. And now she going through the depressed phase because she just feeling some type of way. Rewinding a couple episodes ago, a couple months ago, she was depressed too because they, she was like, the game is off because of that argument. But now she's going through the situation where they went to the Dr. Jeff. He ain't getting that TV one money no more. They get Dr. Jeff, man. He talking to him and dude walk out. And now she back depressed again. 
And it's like, well, we got to get Depressed Carla back together. And the first thing we got to do to get Depressed Carla back together is to have her start some shit again. It's like, either she's starting shit, she's in the middle of shit with Pooh, or she's depressed. And I was just like, come on, man. Why can't you just be happy for just being it? Again, I understand some people go through things. They have swings. It is, I'm not trying to say that that's not valid because maybe Carly is that type of person. But at the same time, when we get put on the TV and then the shit is playing out, like, yeah, it is what it is, you know. It, it is wild. Excuse me. It's wild. She just, I mean, we on a whole nother level of about five episodes ago, five to ten episodes ago, it was, I'm not going to be having no baby. And the thing about, oh, here's the thing about the baby, which I didn't get. I, I, again, I'm not built like this. I don't think like this as far as relationships and kids and all that sort of stuff. Her thing is, hey, we want to have a baby when we get married. She has a kid that's grown. Carly's up in age. I don't know how old she is, but she's up in age. Whatever. And I'm not shaming her for age-wise, whatever. I'm saying she's older. Her kid is grown. She's trying to start a family with this doo-doo. Like, that's the thing I don't understand about people that get married. They feel like when we get married, we got to have a kid. Like, hey, look, at the one, at a certain point of time, this baby shit stops. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't trying to build no fucking family. Just trying to have a companion. You know what I'm saying? Like, just somebody I come to every now and then to chill out with. But Carla trying to have a kid. Now that shit is gone out the fucking window now. And now she motherfucking on this whole uh, deal with. Oh, yeah, my boyfriend. I just graduated. She celebrate, probably celebrating motherfucking graduating. And here she is acting stupid again. <sighs> All right. So other show, Sunday night. Uh, episode, what is it, four, season five of Fear the Walking Dead. So we got uh, the crew. We got Morgan, Alicia. Uh, well, we didn't see Al. She's been gone for a minute. Uh, Luciana and well, just well, just did for this episode because we didn't even see John, John and um, John June and Dwight. Uh, but we had those we had those three out there one of the kids and we don't I don't know where they are. they never say where they are. Um they flew somewhere from where they were. And I think they what? They was in Louisiana, somewhere in that area. But um they flew somewhere, so I don't know if they went west or east or north, I don't know. But they flew somewhere so they're not near they're near the base because they still got radio communication. Like, you know, they use the C B they got communication. But um, they flew that way, and the only way they can get back is for someone to fly them back, apparently. I don't know. Maybe a bridge out or something. I don't fucking know. Because they have vehicles, and yet they still won't leave because they're trying to help these fucking kids because they, they're, they're, you know, their whole deal this season is helping people. Oh, they can't leave because they can't find Al, too. My bad. They're looking for Al. But they out here trying to help these kids on their side, and um, they got the one little boy, and he finally broke down trying to Tell them that everything is a trap. And the other two kids out here about to get ate by zombies. So they came and helped them out. And um, it seems as though all these kids out here are in like a little camp together. And their parents are gone. And that's the thing is that's about to be the mystery. Now, my theory, 
is this. I got a feeling that because, you know, we hadn't even tied it to end of the situation with the dude that drew them away from the camp. I got a feeling that he had something to do with, you know, them kids not having their parents. I don't know exactly what he had to do with that, but I got a feeling him and his people got something to do with the kids not being their parents. Because he drew them away. He went and took over the damn, the gene factory, the dinner factory. And um, now they out, in, they out on the bottom again. So that that's some weird trying to figure out how that works there. Um, on the other end, we got uh, Strand. We got, uh, what's the little girl named Charlie. And, uh, damn, what's the mother of two people name? Oh, uh, Wendell and Sarah. Yeah, I, I had to find, uh, Chill. <laughs> Chill, uh, Darren Mitchell name to figure out who they are. But Wendell and Sarah, so they all out here, uh, trying to get this plane. And the person who got the plane is fucking Daniel from season one who been off and on. Here he is. And this nigga done moved this way too. He got his own little fucking compound by himself. I don't know how the fuck this shit happened. I'm like, man, this shit look peaceful. But now I'm thinking about how the zombie apocalypse work is. If you got a compound, motherfucker gonna test that bitch. And if you by yourself, you ain't got nobody guarding that motherfucker. So how long does it take for somebody to overrun your shit? Um, but they tried to get the plane. He took the little uh, instruments out because he knew Strand was gonna, come, gonna double back to his camp and try to get it when he was gone. Um... But then I'm having to say this nigga, man, because he fucked around and let all them zombies out and they were following him. Apparently that damn Tahoe can go that fast and some shit and he won't lead them all back to where he was going. So he gave Charlie the truck and tried to lead them away. And um, then this nigga got a cat too. I don't know how the fuck this shit works. See, you got a cat. You know how cats are. Cats are naturally curious. They make a lot of fucking noise. You hear mine in the background all the goddamn time. And that is not what you want in the z pop. But then again, I guess, you know, you just suppose that with the fact that Daryl has a dog <laughs> on, on the OG Walking Dead and uh, the King had a fucking tiger. <laughs> so I guess you just just suppose those two together. But then you got this goddamn cat and they end up having to go out there and save him, you know, and it ends up being a situation where he has to learn that Strand ain't the same dude he used to be. Because Strand, for what it's worth, used to be a dick. I mean, we know we fast forward some time a little bit uh, for them because, yeah, we had to fast forward some time. We on season five, and what Morgan came last season. Yeah, Morgan came last season, season four. So you know we had to fast forward a little bit because season one, two, one, two, and three were like right after Z Pac happened, and you know. With the OG being on season nine, you know, they wait, they should time period wise, they were way behind the OG. So they fast forward a little bit, you know, to catch up with OG, which in turn fast forwarded <laughs> a bit, a couple years, you know, to get to where they were. But um, so now we're trying to figure this out, you know, we're trying to figure out what's going on with the radiation. Um, I don't think they showed that doctor again. We try to figure out what's going on with radiation. I just got a feeling, man, that dude that took over the what's the name got something to do with the phone not being on the kids. And I don't know what's up with the radiation going on. And they said it was two people in military uniform. So, gotta see what that shit's all about. I know at some point in time we gotta see radiated zombies too. That's that's gonna be 
That's gonna be interested in a motherfucker. Um, don't want to do my movie right now. Don't want to do my Agents of Shield real quick. Um, real quick on Agents of Shield. Um, we got we got uh the story of Fitz and Simmons. It was a great. You know, a little back and forth where you see them journey and basically them detailing, the, you know, the 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 hurdles they went through in their relationship. Fitz finding out that his future self came back, you know, jumped back in time and then died. Uh, also finding out that, uh, yeah, Gemma married the future him. So she already had a ring and everything. <laughs> You find out in a real fucked up way because they basically had them trapped in their own minds and they started their own thoughts. And, um, but we're going through the whole situation of their fears, you know, what's going on deep down in their mind and, you know, just the ultimate tale of how much they are in each other. So, you know, by the end of it, they were able to overcome what was happening. But at the same time, they couldn't get out. To Enoch destroyed the Chronicoms and then they jumped up out of that jump. And um, I think next week is when Daisy's gonna find out who they're going up against. Oh no, it's not, I think. I know because uh, Sarge is gonna come in with them cuffs on talking that shit. <laughs> man, hey man, they're just like, this is Sassy Coulson, dog. He's gonna come in talking that shit basically about how they need him to do everything. And we find out, and uh, we did get the connection too that the things that they are hunting, Sarge and his crew is hunting on Earth, are the very things that destroyed the current con planet. I know there was speculation, but we did get that. So, pretty good on that junk. They keep that going. You know, just keep delivering the ships over there. Um, and the, the movie I saw, it's a Netflix special, see you yesterday. I'm not really going to go into the details of what happened in the movie because it's still a movie that a lot of people have seen. But, I I want to say that first off, give it a rating out of five stars. I give it I give it four, didn't have to four. You know, it, it kept me interested. I watched it in one sitting, which is hard for me to do because I don't like to sit down and watch anything over an hour. <laughs> if I you know, unless I just dedicate that time. So I sat down, and I watched it in one sitting. Um, but the story. That they told, um, it, it went pretty well because they wrapped in some science fiction. They, you know, the science fiction genre with some of um, current event, you know, civil rights, just normal day to day. Not normal. It's it's it become normal, but some of the the frustration that we had to deal with with you know, especially in black people. And black communities. So putting that together and then realizing that the whole thing created a, a paradox in and of itself that it was hard to overcome. And it was just basically a visual representation of a, an endless cycle. You know, an endless cycle of fucking violence from so many different angles. You know. And I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't speak on different depths of what, that's what I took out of the movie. 
You know what I'm saying? So whether it was intentional or not, that's what I took out the movie, man. They basically played out an endless cycle of violence that went over and over and over again. And it ended, you know, it ended in a fashion where it just makes you just think like eventually this whole cycle is going to, you know, for these people is going to end the same way over and over again. You know, it's not going to get repeated because once everybody in the cycle is fucked up, you know, it could. But it's just like you're just going to see that cycle just can get repeating itself because it was just leading to everything. It was just one little point in the movie. I was just sitting here looking like, how the fuck did that happen? But um, check that out, man. Check that out. It's, it's like I said, see yesterday. It's about two two high school kids, about 16 years old, 16, 17 year old kids. And, you know, super, super intelligent kids working on, you know, a a project that ends up having to play out in their lives. You know, basically they work on a science project they end up having to use in their personal lives for to overcome some things. So that that's something worth checking out. Um, that is all I got for the entertainment sector section of this show. So we're going to take a break, come back with the urban literature reading. And then I'm going to give y'all some gems and get the fuck on out of here. So check out this urban literature and then I'll be right back. Now it's time for Tony Reed's urban literature. This passage comes from Secrets of a Side Bitch 2. By Jessica N. Watkins. Chance. Life was finally feeling somewhat back to normal. I'd spend the last few days looking for a job. I knew no job would take care of me substantially, but it would be something to hold me down until I figured things out. I was living in a motel, although on the days, I kicked it with Gia. I stayed at her place. Gia. Man, just the thought of that girl makes me smile like a bitch as I walked through the Ford City Mall. I was just walking around the mall with shopping, wasting time until I had time to hook up with Gia later on that night. That girl was definitely making my current situation not so bad. She was a badass chick. And the whole time, and a whole lot of fun. We always just laughed, drank, kicked it, and had a good-ass time. Let's not even talk about how good that pussy was. Jesus. That pussy was tight as air. Like, she hadn't had a dick in years. She responded to the dick in the same manner. Like it was new to her. I don't know... If she just had some good pussy, or if it was older pussy, just knew how to fuck better. Either way, I was sold. If I could fuck with Shorty sleep in that house that smelled like Febreze rather than a stinking ass motel, I was more than good with that. Yo, Chance! I was caught off guard. When I heard my name as I stood, staring in the window of Footlock at them new Jordans, they were damn near $300 sold. They would never touch my feet, but it didn't hurt to look. Oh, man. What's up, my dude? 
When I turned to see who was calling me, I recognized Capone. Instantly, I wondered what the hell he was doing on this side of town. I knew him from out west. We went to high school together. Eventually, he dropped out of high school because he was getting money on the East Street. As we shook it up, I asked him, what are you doing out here? No, nah, man, what are you doing out here? We were both raised out west. It was rare to see west side niggas on the south side, especially Capone. He got money all day on the block near Lexington House. I walked by him slaying on a daily basis. I would ask him, I would ask him to put me on. So I'm trying something, y'all. I opened the phone line to see if anybody would call. And so far, no, well, we had one taker. Um, it, I don't know if he hung up or it hung up or what happened, but, you know, calling the wrong line. Hold on again. So, we got people calling in. Let's see if anybody gonna fall. Oh, shit, I made my damn rock my, my stuff. Let's see. Let's see if he gonna call back on this line. But if not, then I'm gonna go ahead into... Uh, damn, I forgot to do my review of Empire, but I can talk about that, man. Empire, man, is crazy how the show went down as far as with you know just getting all of the spotlight at the end of the season with everything that was going on with him um he his character art for the end last half of the show was pretty good so if he was tripping it had to be it had to be because he felt like they were gonna write him off later. All right, let's look, look at K Law here. Yo, what's good with you, Doc? Man, ain't nothing, man. You know, I'm trying something new, man. See if I can get people a chance to get on here and speak. I mean, you normally do the Doctor Brazen show, so what's up? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, we, y'all, hey, y'all hold on, hold on. Know it's hold on a second before we get in there. <clears throat> uh, what's your name, good sir? What's good with you? Alright, so so this little segment uh, of the Alter Grid show, we can let, let you call in and you can get it off your chest. So, if you got anything you need to get off your chest today, sir? Man, I just wanted to call and say, man, it's been it's been a good day today. Got a chance to get on this here Dr. Brace's podcast line. And uh, shout out to the, to, the, to the disrespectful one for once in life. Shout out to the disrespectful one. I'll be catching up with him pretty soon. I don't want to know what that means, but I'll let that be. I'll let that be. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So anything you want to let the people know, man? Anything else you got for the folks? Man, that's all I got, man. It's, you know, it's Caleb out of truck drive. I'm on the road as usual, man. Just doing what I do best. That's what's up, fella. 
That's what but all right, dog. I just wanted to holler at you for a hot second. All right, bet. All right, player. I'll holler at you later. Bet. Peace. Okay. All right. All right, so get back to the whole uh, Empire thing. So, like I said, Justin's storyline, you know, took a turn for, you know, the better at the end of the season. Like, how many people get married and have a happy wedding? Like, we don't see the couple marriages on this show. But the shit don't be good at the end. Like, he, he went through all his tribulations in his relationship. His character went all tribulations in his relationship. They got married, and the thing ended on a happy note. You know, well, as happy as it possibly could be, considering the fact that your half-brother committed suicide in front of your daddy. And, oh, man, it, this shit was crazy. <laughs> the whole season was crazy. We introduced Lucas, Luch, Lucius, had an older son, and, and within one fell swoop of half a season, we we revealed that shit, and we off this nigga before the season was over. <laughs> oh man! And the thing about it is, this dude has been that dude had been around for pretty much the duration of this show. Like he might have been off and on or mentioned and passing and stuff, but they brought him on as like a recurring character this season. Reveal who he was and his, you know, his the secret of who he was, and he got this nigga to fuck up out the paint, yo. I was like, dog, this is this is fucked up, man. They don't give a fuck about killing people on this show. I mean, we had the situation with um, was it Marissa Tomei? Her and her girlfriend came up in this motherfucker. We introduced them, had them come in here, man. I poor I won. Ford Whitaker must got something in his contract, cause. I don't remember them offering his ass. I think they just sent his ass away. And Nicole Ari Parker, dog, she still was around at the end of the season. You know? Man, these... Listen, I know. First off, I know this is fictional writing, and but I know these motherfuckers have no insight to the music industry whatsoever. Because I'm like, man, no record label should be going through this shit right here. How many record labels you know got artists that are supposed to be to the caliber of their artists, they keep going through, Mike, they have the same problems that the fucking record label on goddamn Star has, except for they ain't never changed their name. I mean, they're pretty much to the level of like a, I wouldn't say a Def Jam, maybe an Atlantic. Shit, I don't even know. You know, based on their history and the way it was started, and then, I don't know, man. This whole show was just weird, man, the way they played that shit out. Um, and the way they continue to play that shit out. Uh, Lucius, for the first time, didn't end the season um, with some kind of ailment. But that doesn't mean he won't start the season with some sort of ailment. I mean, we already know he's missing a leg. Uh, this nigga got PTSD, I believe. I don't know. I don't know. But we got a couple other characters that got introduced. In this, or a couple roles for some characters. Got just Becky got a new a new role. Uh, Nicole Ari Parker, huh? Becky finna go on this like this tag team sisterhood thing here. Um, I don't even know what happened with uh with uh what's your boy name? Uh, damn, Price. Uh, who played? What's the cat name played him? You know who it is. My dude to play Avon Barksdale, man. He, I don't know what happened to him, man. I don't know what happened with the feds. Like, the show ended so fucking stupid. They were doing the foreshadowing of the funeral for so long with them being in the church. Trying to, you know, you know, do the foreshadowing that somebody died. And then come to find out it's fucking, 
It's his fucking half. I mean, his stepson. No, his stepson. His son. You know, by the his oldest son by the white lady that wanted to kill himself. Like, so we we had to go through all that shit. It was just, oh, man. They do so much with this show. They do so much with this show. Other one that I forgot to talk about. I guess this is like uh, entertainment extended, y'all. Entertainment extended. I forgot to talk about the Striking Vipers episode of Black Mirror. And uh, and I'm hitting this up. King Jern hit me up, told me to check it out, and we'll give my feedback on it. So, <laughs> I don't really like getting all into the message of everything because I always pick up the funny stuff before I pick up anything. Number one. That character Anthony Maggie played, and I can't remember the character's name because I don't have him pulled up, but that dude was motherfucking certified washed. <laughs> that nigga on that grill was looking so washed, man. <laughs> so the whole story was he, his roommate, and um, he, his roommate, it, well, he and his two roommates, uh, it caught, you know, had a little apartment whatever uh but he ended up dating one of his roommates you know him him and her got together and it they you know they didn't like set it up like they set it up real subtly that she had a thing man for like attention in open the public like that was her thing so we got that early in the thing and it came back to pay off later so uh, and, and it, man, it's Nikki Bell, uh, Nikki Bahari too. So if y'all remember me talking about motherfucking Sleepy Hollow and how much I love Nikki Bahari on there, whoo! When I saw on that screen, I was like, Lord Jesus, it is her. Let what she gonna do? But they end up getting married. Um, they friend Carl gonna do his own thing. Carl is hilarious in his own way. Carl trying to keep up with his younger days. Now he was really like. If I had to give him the fair assessment, when they were living in the apartment together, Carl was straight L7. <laughs> he was one of them lame old niggas that always starving for attention type dudes. Um, and if he got into women, it was just merely off the bounce of the motherfucking ball. That's pretty much what it was. But as he got older, he, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, kind of, you know, niggas, lame niggas grow into some kind of status to where they become desirable. But... But the great, the, the the great thing, the thing about some of these lame niggas when they go into some kind of status is when you get older, the reason why you you start attracting younger girls or getting being attracted to young girls because you're still lame. You really can't relate to people in your peer group. And that's what he was doing, man. He was dating young chick. And him trying to make that reference to Dennis Robin, that girl was like, who is Dennis Robin? I was like, yeah, this nigga out here dating way out of his age range, but whatever. And, um, but, you know, I didn't get the thing, well, when we get to the whole, what the purpose of the thing was, he, I don't, he wasn't satisfied with chicks. Like, they made very good mention of it at least twice in the thing where he was having sex with the chicks and he rolled over and she was just like, well, I'm going to grab my, grab my uh, rabbit dog and I'm going to finish myself off. I think one time she distinctly asked him that, but, excuse me, but yeah, he was like, he was just doing, he just, I guess, as they like to say, or the terminology on the social media is, he just like masturbating in pussy. <laughs> he got no kind of, he got no kind of uh, finesse with that shit at all. He just put my dick in, go to our, go to our bus. 
<laughs> but uh, and, and my boy Danny on the other side, man, you know, he out there again. Nicole, and they made a good, they made it known that Nicole Bahari was keeping herself together. He was watching. Nah, he ain't look out of shape, out of shape like the rest of us niggas that get up in the near forties and you know start to put on that dad weight. He wasn't like that washed, but he was to the point that where he just didn't. I know he was talking about his knees hurting and all that shit. I pretty, I said, man, they done made it better. They said his back was hurt. I mean, yeah, them knees be gone, man, but that old man, you know, you wash, man, when that back gone. I like it. They done made a joke about that back. Oh, I'd have been sold. Uh, but he out there on that grill, man. Uh, I don't understand what this is if I'm having a cookout. I mean, again, I don't know because I don't have a lot of friends. But if I'm having a cookout for my birthday, for my shit, he about the same age as I was in this thing, for my birthday. If I ain't got no kids, why the fuck are we bringing kids to my birthday party? Because neither one of them had, they didn't have any kids. But yet people were bringing their whole fucking family out there. And the kids were out there playing and running around. To the point that he was out there looking at one of the mamas while she was out there bending over taking care of the kids. I just didn't. I just remember looking at that scene like, why the fuck are there kids at this party, man? This nigga's like damn near forty and they ain't got no kids. Or maybe they did, and I just don't remember it. But I thought the first kid wasn't the one was the one they had at the end. I didn't think they had any other kids. Could be wrong. Hey, whatever. But they had all these kids running around this party, and I was just like, what the fuck going on with that? Um. But yeah, so to get into the thing and the whole situation was, they play this video game when they was in college all the time. They would stay up all night long and play video games like niggas in college do. Uh, well, I can say they in college, but I said they were younger. They ain't necessarily they were in college. It just could have been young when they were just roommate. You know, them early 20s when you working and trying to get yourself together. But, you know, you got your money, so you got to live with other people. So it was something to that situation. And um, I don't want to say that. I want to say they had a two-bedroom, and uh, because they were dating, they were dating each other. They ended up getting a big bedroom, do getting a little bedroom, something to that effect. I know you mentioned that too. But these play a video game. Get to the fuck the point. They play a video game, kind of like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, whatever. And uh, these played it all night and shit. They played the same fucking characters all the goddamn time. Same two characters. Never really changed that shit up. So fast forward eleven years later, uh, dude washed up. You know. Yeah, they were in the late 20s. He's 38, his birthday 38, 11 years later. So he's been 20, you know, 27 when they were playing the game. So, uh, pay, he gave him the game. He bought him this game. He bought him an anniversary edition of the game for his birthday. And it's this VR thing, right? But it's Black Mirror. So, Black Mirror is going to take all this shit to the extra level. So, uh, what it is, you take the game and you put this, like, little chip on your head and you are immersed in the game. Like, it's not that you know, that uh, augmented reality, it is, it is augmented reality plus plus. Like, you in the character's body, you can see, you know, uh, you, you feel their movements, you see from their perspective, like, everything. And everything happens is stimulated in your body. So they would get in there and they would play the game or they got in the first time and they played the game. And I think the first time they played the game, um, he looked at, because one of, Danny played as this guy and uh, Carl played as this girl all the time. I think he looked at her like he looked at that mama. 
And I was like, oh, this is about to be some shit. Which, it was, it was cool when you think about it from the perspective he's looking at a video game character. That part wasn't the part that, that kind of got me like, this nigga's crazy. It was when you take to the next step of they started kissing. And then you like, yeah, you kissing the character, but it's your boy playing the character. And it's weird because I guess people look at people look at it too because eventually they start having sex and again the shit is simulated with the person feeling it. So you know it's your boy that's playing that character, but at the end of the day, you're having sex with for with your character, with that character, and you feeling it on your end. Weird shit. It was real weird, really weird shit. Um, but it goes back to one thing: uh, some people don't give a fuck who's sucking the dick, as long as it's a mouth. <laughs> I'm not judging. Do what you do. Uh, but the weird part was, from Carl's perspective, Carl was getting pleasure playing as a woman character, and that was the thing that was his thing. And he was, he was just basically to tell Danny, like, hey, it's a different kind of feeling and it's pleasurable. And I was just like, but he's sleeping with, like, young chicks all the time. And he wouldn't get no pleasure from it. So let's open, let, let, let's open it up and address that real quick. Because he, they basically let him do whatever and they just finish himself off. And I guess he wouldn't get no enjoyment out of it, whatever. But I don't know what that was all about. That's neither here nor there. Um, I know a lot of people have said that I know that watching it was weirded out by like, what the fuck is this? But here's the thing. Think about it from this perspective. Because when you look at it from that, you're just like, these two niggas fucking each other. Just, let's switch the roles up a little bit. Let's say you got this augmented shit and <laughs> you go into a uh, fucking Lex Steel's body. You can feel everything the leg still is doing. And your homeboy is Jada Fire. <laughs> do you stop doing that scene? Or do you be like, hey, this is fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I was I thought about it. Cause I was like, man, about to be some porn shit that these niggas gonna get into. But then I was like, eh, black beard don't go that far. But it ended up being some porn shit. Dude had a whole secret porn addiction over there. He was addicted to habits. Man, it's just like you, you're addicted to going in your room and beating your dick to porno and then coming home at night and not, you know, having sex with your wife because you too burnt out. It just the only difference was the porno was the video game and he was having sex with this video game character that happened to be his homeboy. And even in the game, the voices that he heard were the, from the perspective of the characters, what at least that's what we heard. I don't know. He may have heard his homeboy voice. I don't know. But I know by the end of it, they were just like, they were trying to figure out what they gave. And I was just like, why do we have to make that jump? Because that was never the focus of what I thought it was. I never looked at it from the perspective of a nigga was gay. I just looked at it from just some weird shit some motherfuckers in because from Danny's perspective, he was getting pleasure uh, from just basically no having sex like he normally would as another character with somebody he deemed attractive. That that was it. Now, they went to the perspective they wanted to find out they was gay. I'm like, yeah, do that. Because you could just sit there and say, look, man, that character right there was looking fine as shit. Now, nah, fuck that character. Now, your homeboy on the end of it, 
being on the other end of it, that, that's the part that made it weird. Like, you continue to do it knowing that your homeboy there. Again, I ain't saying weird as in, oh, that's fucked up. Y'all shouldn't be doing that shit. I'm just saying that that's what makes it different. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't see nothing wrong with the way they were playing that shit out. Now, uh, the part about it, I know uh, they asked Germ asked it on Nap Afro, were they cheating? Oh, fuck yes, he was cheating. <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, yeah, it's his homeboy on the other end, but let's say it's, an, it's, a, it's his, a college, a woman from college or a woman from work that's on the other end of it. You know, I mean, yeah, him and homeboy get yeah, enjoying it, but it was made known in those other characters, other people that play their game that were on there. You know, it will, you know what was weird though, from, from my perspective is because me, I was like, why didn't you switch it up a little bit? Why didn't have to do the same characters over and over again? I. <laughs> Like, cause that was the fucking polar bear on there. Like, why, why on Anthony Mackie to get that polar bear and go, and go run through? Cause again, if you gonna do some shit that's outlandish, I'm not saying that this is the way I would have played it. But well, I take that back. If I had this game and there was a woman on the other end that I knew it was a woman, I'm not even saying cause I don't even know if I'd even thought about it. If shit, it was one of my homeboys doing. I never thought about it. Hey, let's, let's let me fuck your character. I'd have never did that shit. But if I knew it was a, a, like a lady that I knew and I'm like some 20-year-old nigga on this game and like, oh, shit. You know what? Now I thought about this shit, man. Oh, yeah. It been totally... It totally would have been a fucked up game because now I think about it. Niggas would have been doing this shit because I'm just thinking about from perspective. But I'm just here to say if I was going to do shit, I'd have got the polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, hey, I'm gonna get the polar bear. You get that young Padawan over there. <laughs> We've been having some bestiality on this bitch. <laughs> oh shit. Oh motherfucker. Hey, other thing too, man. Um, why would no girl, no woman, no woman action in this motherfucker, man? You know, y'all could have did anything y'all want to, but y'all kept playing with the same characters the whole time. That lets me know that y'all small minded. Y'all want thinking to the next level, though, dog. She could think it to the next level. And my dude Carl, he did have sex <laughs> with the polar bear. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good, man. Uh, yeah, it's weird shit, man. It, it was a weird shit, but it still was funny, though. It was it was funny. Hey, there's stranger things that happen in real life. And I just say, hey, man, do what you do. <laughs> do what you do, man. It probably, you know what? I'm not gonna say it because it's gonna make me sound like I'm shaming people. But yeah, there's people out there doing other stuff out there. There's, there's a lot more out there than this game and this episode. But I just thought that was funny to myself because I, that was the, the first thought I had was why they keep getting the same characters, man. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing too, the, see, this is the part why I, about the gay part. Like, you know, you're not gay because. Carl never got a male character and they had male-on-male sex. Like, that never was a thing. I'm like, dog, if you wanted to know if you was gay, all you had to do was pick the male character and see if the shit happens the same way. If you get the other, get another dude and Danny gets a dude and y'all don't motherfucking end up 
screwing right there on the video game, then you're not fucking in each other as, you know, male-on-male sex. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. The whole part of them, like, Danny being able to, like, do the shit the way uh, Carl likes it, and Carl may do the things that Danny likes. Again, I don't know how they equate that to anything. You know, that could have been just, like, niggas that can go to go fucking play spades together or some shit. Eventually, man, you understand how motherfuckers work. Do you understand how motherfuckers work in the bed? Probably not, but shit. <sighs> niggas run trains all the time. So it's not like niggas haven't seen other niggas fucking before. Let's not act like that shit. Motherfuckers are fascinated with running chains on on women. So who knows? They probably did some shit like that before so they know how the other one gets down or some shit. I don't motherfucking know. I, it's not even me to figure out. I, like I said, I found the comedy in that shit real quick. Because that nigga, uh, Danny, was washed like a motherfucker. He got on that game the first time. He was ready to quit. He won't do it no more. But that nigga called. He came in and said, you know you want some of this tight, wet pussy. I was like, this nigga is mailing it in. Oh, man. Hold on. Is that my dude from the, um, man, I think this is my dude. Played on, he played on, yeah. The get down, he played Cadillac on get down, yep. Oh, shit, he was in um, us. What are you playing? Us, huh? I don't remember him in us, Russell, 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 Russell. Hmm, right, now I gotta go find out who he played in us, you know what I'm saying, y'all. Russell Thomas. And Waylon. He was the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the the tether for the husband. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, I didn't realize that shit. Yep, that was him. Hmm. He played the opposite of Winston Duke. Yep, 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 yep. What does he play? This dude, man, that dude would be good, man. I think he played it um He played in um He's an Aquaman. Yeah, let you know, I ain't watching Aquaman. Baywatch. Yeah, that's right. He's Baywatch. He's just the fucking security dude on Baywatch. So, yeah, yeah. That was, pretty, that, that was all that great. Hey, um, last thing that I had to say before I get out of here. And again, this ain't me fucking with nobody. But this is funny, man. Hey, you know how people always say when it comes to, to black uh, equality, or you Malcolm, or uh, not Malcolm, or you Malcolm, or you Martin, you know what I'm saying? Like, not saying they are the standard, but they end up being like the views that people have on issues, and they kind of work with everything. And it's just funny, man, because niggas will go to battle on these social media streets and in their, you know, in these arguments, and shoot, even in day to day discussions sometimes when it comes to topics like feminism. And then it's like, yeah, man, but some of these bitches out here be saying this. I'm like, well, you do understand that it's kind of the same stream. Like, you're going to have your Martins out there, you know, your horns. You know, you got your feminists out there who, like, look, we need equality, but we ain't trying to get rid of these dudes. And then you got these other ones out here. You got other feminists out here who going to be a little bit more extreme. They're going to be like, fuck all these niggas. We don't need your help. Fuck y'all. Y'all fuck this shit. <laughs> and it's just hilarious because... Well, dudes will go to fight and like, hey, man, you're not going to win this battle. You know what I'm saying? All you can do is sit there and be like, can I help? And if they say yes, you help. 
And if they say no, you just stay, you just play the fuck back. And it's the same thing with straight people when they come to LB, LBGT issues, QIA, positive, negative. Listen, don't, I, I'm trying to just sit there. When it comes to issues of sexual orientation and, and gender equality, hey, sometimes as the main, you know, the, like the, the, you know, the, the vanilla of the group, you know, sometimes vanilla ice cream, you got to be like, hey, man, when you want me a Neapolitan dog, I'll be there. You know, you want to put me in a little bit of that rocket road, I'll come through and I'll slide through. Man, if y'all just want to do your own thing over there, just have your own flavors and leave us the fuck alone, that's cool, too. I understand. Whenever you need me, I'm here. So, if you the vanilla in the damn discussion, sometimes the best thing for you to do is just sit there and say, hey, <laughs> it, just, it just works out that way sometimes. I can't. Ain't nothing I can do about it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just one nigga over here. I just got I got a little microphone over here. I just talk a little shit every now and then. But at the same time, man, I do what I can do to help people out. And I shut the fuck up when it ain't time for me to talk. But this is my show. So if you, you know, you're like, fuck what you talking about. I don't want to hear what you got to say about equality for all people. Because you on the other side, you part of the problem. Shut the fuck up. Hey. You got in the podcast. But at the same time, I don't show up at your shit trying to tell you how to do stuff neither. So I know how to stay the fuck out of everybody way. But that's just me. You know, I stay the fuck out of everybody way. Hey, man, um, this has been the Off The Grid Podcast. Um, I'm going to see if I can start trying to open this phone line up a little bit more. I think I can't allow the call. But I'm trying to see if I can open the phone line up a little bit more, man. Get people to call in. Talk, man. Get that shit off your chest, nigga. You know, I did this shit a little kind of um, last minute. I put it on, put it out there, like right around fucking. It's right around goddamn time for folks to get out of work out here in these streets. But either way, it'll work. You know, you know, do what you gotta do. And um, I'm gonna leave it up there. So if anybody else calls, man, they can leave their voicemail, and I'll play it next time. So maybe if somebody called it late, you know, they won't do what they gotta do. But either way, I am Tom. I am the host of this show. I appreciate everybody that came in to listen to stay with me while I talk all this bullshit. My cat in the background scratching the collar, scratching the neck, making a collar ring. Appreciate y'all that. Uh, I think y'all have fun. Uh, you know, like I said, I went a little extra with the entertainment today. Didn't have um, much else to put in that thing. And um, I'm out to saying, y'all. Peace. This has been a Dr. Eraser presentation.